Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to CLNS Media, powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to clnsmedia.com slash roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Celtic, that's live. Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. I'm your host, Justin Poole, and John Duke right here with me, and we're coming at you a week ahead of the draft. We waited a couple of days, and thank goodness we did because there's meat on the bone that's come out over the last two hours as John and I sit here on Wednesday afternoon recording uh, this edition of Celtic Stuff Live coming at you Thursday morning to get you ready, T-minus one week. We know a deal if anybody's going to do one for Anthony Davis on behalf of the Celtics organization, Danny specifically, it's going to be kind of done before the draft because they're going to have to make some picks, I believe. So things should be heating up, and guess what? Actually, they are. John, do you want to run it down for the listeners? Oh, oh my God. What do we run it down? And, you know, this is the funny thing. You listen to this like 24 hours after this is happening. And it's like, why were they so hepped up and out of breath? But it's kind of been a wild and wooly uh, little bit here. Um, never mind KD, which, you know, could change the landscape of things. And almost never mind Kyrie. Really, the big story right now is Woj just uh, reported that Celtics and Lakers are engaging in talks with the Pelicans, and it's really those two teams. It's not uh, Brooklyn and uh, and the Clippers have not really been able to get any traction, and so really it's Celtics and Lakers time. And then you put with that Mark Stein, uh, who has done some reporting to say, look, it's it's Ingram, it's Ball, and it's number four. And really Stein also kind of goes forward and says they need to turn four into a player. To be in, to, to to really make that palatable to the Lakers, um, the Lakers. Well, okay, so let's stop it. there for a second. Let's digest that piece, okay? Because now we're talking about the Celtics, who do not have any rumored offers on the table. Right. But let's look at that. If that's the truth, that four has to turn into a player, and then they have Lonzo and Ingram. Let's just work it backwards for what the Celtics would have to offer. Exactly. So let's say Marcus Smart is equal to the number four. Let's say, you know, Ingram and Brown and, or maybe Lonzo and Brown, although Brown is better than Lonzo in my opinion. And then Tatum and Ingram. Like that's what I'm looking at. 
when if that's what the Lakers are offering. I don't know what they would get for the number four, and I think it's an overpayment on the Celtics side, but obviously the Pels are going to want younger players because that's what they're looking at here. I don't know who else would go in said deal, and you have too much of a drop-off after Smart, Tatum, and Brown to really compete with that package. Not that it's not more than the Lakers. It absolutely is. Is it too much for Celtics fans? It is for my blood, but at the same time, working this deal backwards, where else do you go with it, John? Well, I think uh, taking it maybe a different perspective, I think you could say the Memphis pick into a player. Well, yeah, you're, well, I don't think you have to. I think you put the Memphis, if you have to put the Memphis pick in, uh, I think Memphis pick is better than, Probably better than Ball and better than Ingram because what's going on with the the blood clot situation? I mean, that's that's part of the issue here is that there's the, the Lakers have a bit of distressed assets. I mean, all all four. Well, I'd say all three of those assets have some major. Yeah. Ball is questionable. Ingram's right. an injury concern, and number four is an unknown in the draft. That's not as strong as next year. So, do you think though yeah, right. that they would bite on the rumored Tatum, Smart, and number six deal? Brown stays in town. I think so. I think I think there's an argument to be made that they don't even need to put Tatum in. And I know I'm probably in the minority on that one, but well, now I'm sold. I'm doing that deal six ways well, till Sunday. Well, no, I think you put Brown in instead. That's going to lose you, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. but, but, but tell me something. I mean, are any of those Lakers assets better than Jalen Brown? No, I don't think so. I yeah. they're definitely, you know, and I, and I think there's an argument to be made right now as we stand at the end of this past season that Brown is more valuable than Tatum. We would not have said the same thing a year ago, but the maturity of Brown over this season, accepting that role, the athleticism, et cetera, the fact that he's gotten his three point shot together after coming into the league with question marks from the free throw line and an atrocious, atrocious three point percentage and just the jump out of the gym athleticism. And what he's done when, you know, last season in the, in the postseason when, you know, he had the ball in his hands a lot more and what he was able to do in the playoffs. I mean, I think there's all kinds of things that you could say today. Now, if you're projecting this out, do you really think Brown's going to be a better player than Tatum? I don't know, man. That arc is really hard to predict. There's a lot to be loving about Tatum for sure. And if you'd asked me a year ago, even after the postseason, I probably still would have said Tatum, but there's question marks there. If your question though, that's an easy one. I don't, I don't see how anybody would take Ingram or Lonzo Ball over Brown right now. I'm getting the sense because this is there's a, a piece in Woj's article. He says the Lakers appear to be trying to exercise some level of restraint in trade talks, especially given that they hold the leverage as Davis's preferred destination. So I'm somewhat reading the tea leaves there, and I'm saying the Lakers are somewhat holding back, right? Well. If the, if the Celtics deal was so good, okay, and, and everyone seems to believe that Tatum is the top prospect of, of those two teams, he's the best of, of both teams' prospects. And that seems to be where the Celtics have been kind of stuck or where the Pelicans are. Why wouldn't the Celtics just make, why wouldn't the Pelicans make that deal? And it seems to me the answer is Tatum's not yet secured as part of the deal. And the Lakers too are holding back pieces. So, Oh, man, you are teeing this up for the next stage, so hold on. Totally. 
Before we go there, follow Celtic Stuff Live on Twitter at CSL underscore Tweet Live, as well as your host. You can follow me at CSL underscore Justin. John is at CSL underscore Duke and the entire CLNS Media Network at CLNS Media. Facebook.com slash CLNS fans and download the CLNS Media app for iOS and Android. Simply search for CLNS Media in your app marketplace, the youtube.com slash CLNS Media channel for high-definition, full-length locker room interviews, the Garden Report, the Roundtable, and Celtic Stuff Live, yours truly. So, John, that tees up what you were just talking about, the Rich Paul piece. No extension, don't even try. Here's the damage. If the Celtics have the better offer, just in general, for players, and Rich Paul is saying... He's not going to sign extension. He's going to, you know, uh, free agency and his faves are New York and LA. Isn't he driving the Celtics offer down and actually giving them negotiating leverage? And yet at the exact same time that the price is coming down for the Celtics, that Lakers deal that maybe Rich Paul wants to see happen, you know, maybe doesn't happen because the Pels never get what they want. If we can get this to a, we've seen this happen. A player like this who should never have their value drop out of the bottom. What is Rich Paul thinking? And maybe Rich Paul's thinking if the Celtics retain a decent amount of assets and Davis does decide he wants to stay, at least there's still something of a team there uh, for him to have lots of depth or maybe there's another trade to be done with the assets that are remaining. This is my opinion. While I understand that LA and New York are the big markets that Rich Paul would want. I also understand that Rich Paul wants Anthony Davis on a winner. He wants a happy client. He wants championships. He wants to be able to go and tell his other clients, both current and future clients, that he's put his players in the best possible position to win and with great organizations, which he could say, should the Celtics build the right team around Davis and they go win a championship. And I will say also, The fact that this Raptors team is playing the way that they are, and I get the injuries are there, and I understand there's some mismatches that that has left on the floor for Golden State, but this was a team, even at the beginning of this season and definitely over the last five years, that was nearly an unbeatable team even before Kevin Durant, never mind the injury, which we'll talk about in a second. And yet, all of a sudden, Kawhi Leonard makes this big of an impact. It just says that we're ready to see another transition in the NBA. And for all intents and purposes, Kevin Durant's going to spend next season rehabbing. It's, I, I'm surprised you said that because I thought you would, you might go the other direction, but I, I completely agree with you. And I think that's where we're seeing things shift is it's, it's going to be practically impossible to build teams like the Warriors. I mean, just we're seeing that that, that archetype is gone. So how else can you win? You can have depth and you can have a star player. The depth is going to be tough, but if you have a star player, the level of <laughs> Anthony Davis, a top five guy, a top six guy. So, in the Kawhi league, Leonard now because he's coming up for free agency and what he has done makes his gamble and the bet he made on himself just a huge payout. Boy, did he just show him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Showed him and then – you also get a chance to be in that winning environment and maybe stick around for, for a time. And, and so I don't know if you want to pivot to Kyrie just a little bit on this, 
But not yet. Let's, okay, let's, I'll let's, hold off. Let's but, do this. Well, you finish your thought, and then 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 uh, we'll have one quick break, and then we'll get to that. Because you're right. Second half of the show is all Kyrie and Durant, and maybe a sprinkle of Tatum's interview and uh, the draft, which is less yeah. than a week away. No, it's it's great stuff. I mean, I just I look at where where Rich what Rich Paul did today, and, and one thing that's somewhat interesting, Draymond ends that piece and. It, there's insanity in there talking about Rich Paul saying the Lakers are like JLo and the, the Knicks and Lakers who wouldn't want to be a part of those teams. And it's just like a complete mind F of anyone. It's just hilarious. The way on. they want to resurrect New York literally from the depths of just d- like despair. And, and they right. keep talking about them like they're there and they're just never, they haven't been close in 20 plus years. The, the, right, they're the two worst run, run franchises at the moment in the NBA. The, the the freaking Knicks haven't been, other than a spell in the '90s, have been abysmal for my entire life. I'm forty, I'm gonna be forty one next week for crying out loud. Dude, it's crazy okay? because it's Get like break. all of these guys are like the hype machine, right, or the hype man. They're standing behind the Knicks and they're like, yeah, 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 and there is nothing, nothing. happening. There nothing. is nothing happening. It is all hype. Don't believe it. Absolutely. So you got that, and then the Lakers stuff is going on, and this is all in favor of of just trying to enrich LeBron James. And to me, people, other people have to see this. And I know Draymond is is pumping up his guy, the guy he just chose to represent him. And I think we do have to be careful that they're in this this era of player empowerment. That you know that which I'm good with, by the way. I am totally good with that. It's tough on the team, but well, yeah, but you know what? It is their livelihood. I, I, I think if they want to take less money, they want to line things up. I, I'm fine with that. I think for the quality product on the floor, creating these super teams and, you know, really it's calling the kettle black because we were one of the first to do it. So yeah. Oh, I just, I guess I'm just, I I think it's okay to, to be player empowered. I think it's a question when you are openly, uh, working against the franchises from whom you are gaining a paycheck. And that's, that's what's going on right now. now see, here's the, the deal. The, and I think and that's where you're the, right. That's what's going on with the league and the league. I'm okay with guys wanting to move around, having the ability to do that. Like they couldn't do in the eighties. Like we talked about this a little bit in the last show, but this now is kind of like, this is kind of turning on. It's just the pendulum going to the other side, but it's going to come back and it won't come it back from the collective bargaining agreement. It will come back with teams that are going to start shying away from players like that. Like you're going to see here potentially that that trade value is going to go down. And so these guys are going to end up signing extensions early for big money. And then the team is going to spin them off with three years left on the deal because they're not going to want to deal with it. And they're actually going to end up losing control. Over, they're just gonna, they're, everybody, everybody always adjusts. Well, everybody comes up with a new strategy absolutely. and there are ways to control this that will absolutely happen, you know, and, and actually the Pelicans had a perfect opportunity to get total value for Davis and they wanted to wait till the last minute and try to drive the price up. And I think we actually talked about it last year. I said the price would come down and the price has come down and will continue to come down as a result of that. So real quick, Celtic stuff live is powered by betonline.ag. It's the NBA and Stanley cup finals support our podcast by making a wager on your pick by going to www.clnsmedia.com slash CSL CSL 
stands for Celtic Stuff Live, in case you're wondering. And use promo code CLNS50 to get 50% cash back on your first deposit. That's with a minimum $25 deposit. And you can see Bet Online's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses. So definitely go over there, clnsmedia.com slash CSL, and enter the promo code CLNS50 to get 50% cash back on your first deposit. So, John, we're halfway through the show. Why don't you take it that next step right here? I know we're going to segue into Kyrie Irving. Well, I I think it I think the the good kind of pivot point here is is Kevin Durant, right? And and just what you were talking about the issue of the short term contracts, the one and one deals, you know how these Im- impact. Now Durant blowing out the Achilles obviously sets a stage now. Because this is also going to pay him to rehab, and they only got one or two right. years and zero finals on the contract. Exactly. There's no value there. Everyone, you can tell yesterday there were, or I guess this would be if you're listening here on Thursday, Tuesday, in the aftermath of the injury, when everyone kind of knew it was going to happen, but we're not admitting it. All the new reporters were talking to his representatives, and obviously they're saying, "Oh no, 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 we're still going to give max deals, max deals. Oh, it's all going to happen." Nonsense. That's all bogus because there's no way it's never happened to have a player come back from an Achilles injury like that at that young age and be who they were. I mean, it's crazy. And if you're going to do that, maybe the Knicks will do it because they're desperate. But pivoting the question to Kyrie Irving, why on earth would you say, yeah, let's pair up and let's go to fill in the blank city, uh, with Brooklyn, the Knicks, whatever and pair up only to see him sitting on the end of the bench while you're up there <laughs> slagging up and down the, the game without anybody next to you that's any better than what you're dealing with in Boston. It's dumb. It's foolish. makes no sense. What do you it's think? Really, it's just brutal on the teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just going to – so listen, the reason they want a long-term deal, like something with Hayward, let's just compare the two, right? Hayward, Hayward's freak injury, and in a lot of ways – Kevin Durant's injury was freak too. I mean, I realize it was in the same area of the same leg, but, and maybe it was a conditioning thing and he shouldn't have come back quite so quickly because maybe there was atrophy in the Achilles and that's what resulted in that. I really don't know, but either way in the end, you know, there's no way to predict that just like there was no way to predict what happened to Gordon Hayward. Here's the difference. And this is a perfect contrast. Despite the fact that we lost Hayward for a season due to that being an opening night injury, despite the fact that we kind of lost him for this season as he was forcing his way back from rehab, we still have several years on this deal to get something out of it. And he's gone through it. He's more battle-tested. And I honestly believe that what he really needs is one full offseason, which he's about to get, for him to come back. Now, will he be dominant? Will he be the player that we hoped we would get for the entire contract? Maybe not. I mean, certainly, do we get less value than we had hoped? Of course. If he's not playing, you're not getting value. But here's the difference. Under this contract, we're going to get value because there's years on the back end where he's likely to perform. And for Kevin Durant, he very well could pick up the option, get paid 30 plus million to rehab and then pack his bags and head to New York. We could see a one and one deal with Kyrie Irving this season. Don't think for a second that that's not on the table. And if that same contract was signed by Kyrie, the two of them could end up in New York City a year after next 
And there we are again in the same position. I know I see your face and our podcast listeners can't see you bobbing and weaving and floating like a butterfly. Hold on. And you're ready to sing like a bee. But but listen, and maybe it doesn't happen because of what just happened Durant to Durant, even for Kyrie's own personal benefit. Like it's not just not good for the team. It's not good for the player either because Gordon Hayward had he signed a one-on-one and that had happened. He'd be coming, even if he picked up his option this year and played, he's not getting paid the same amount over the next two to three seasons coming off the way he played this past year on a new contract. He's not getting paid the same amount as he's getting paid by the Celtics over the next few years. He'd almost have to take another risk and sign a one-on-one. There's a reason these deals go long, and it's it's best for everybody. It's bestest too. I agree. It's best. Um, <laughs> no, it is. Well, asbestos is cancer. Asbestos, and you know, we'll talk about the the way that this team got together later on. Um, no, I, look, I think I think you're you're right. The one thing I would say is this is this is what's going to be interesting, right? And, and it goes back to the KD thing, and, and it impacts what happens with AD, and what happens with Kyrie. If you're the Lakers. The J-Lo of the NBA. <laughs> that one's never going away, by the way. Um, That's really, really bad, too. It's really more That's than G-Lo. I mean, J-Lo um, J-Lo, I, but still. We love J-Lo. Nothing wrong with J-Lo, but that's a weird kind of comparison. Well, it's definitely um, L.A., right? I mean. Yeah, yeah. But she's Jenny from the block. New York. She's yeah, from the block. Yeah, yeah, it's so New weird. York. Mm. So weird. Yeah, that's Rich Paul for you. Um you know, you get in a situation. Okay, so what's LA going to do, right? You've got LeBron. You Does that not- make Rich Paul Ike Turner? Oh, God, I'm not. I'm not going there. Sorry, go I'm ahead. not going there. I'm not going there. But, 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 let's, let's, okay. Here's the thing: if you're LA, you've got LeBron James, 35 years old. He's got three years left of his deal. They've got all this cap space. They've got these young players. Let's say the deal doesn't happen for AD. Do you think they're going to hold that cap space? Do you think they're going to do one-year deals or 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 uh, one year with a team option for a second on a whole bunch of guys like Rondo? And hell no, that's not. They're not going to do that. They got to go out and get somebody, right? So they're going to they're going to put themselves. They're going to. I don't see how they're going to have cap space a year from now. Maybe they can flip a guy to a second team or whatever. But I think it's really difficult. Now you move to say, uh, you know, Brooklyn. If Brooklyn doesn't get Kyrie or because KD doesn't come, they've got to re-up uh, D'Angelo Russell. So, you know, and the Knicks, the Knicks are the one team that possibly could keep their cap space, sign the one-year deals and move on and it still be available. But that situation is no better than it was unless you think R.J. Barrett's going to change the culture there, which as a Duke guy, I love my Duke guys. Dude, no but that's not R.J. Barrett. And changes the culture anyway. It just doesn't work that way. This is a prove your even with the you have to be one hell of an awesome player to come in out of the draft and be a culture changer. And Great. the team's got to get gutted, and you got to have vets who are totally sold on being that vet for the club around that player. And typically, they're the ones setting the tone that early. And it's not this isn't anything to be disparaging against rookies, but. How can you set a tone for a culture that you haven't ever lived in yet? It just doesn't happen, and and it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, I agree, and that's I guess that's kind of my point, right? Is like, <laughs> so you you take all that, and even if so, if you sign these one year deals, of course people are going to try to you know augment themselves and say, well, it's we're just going to have a redo 
in 2020 of all these guys that didn't move. And right? by redo, you're talking R-E-D-U-X, right? Right, right. We're going to go, we're going to back through it and, you know, Kyrie's going to be a free agent. AD is going to be a free agent and, and, you know, um, you know, Katie, right? Okay. That could happen, but it, it takes years and years and years of planning to get to the point where the Celtics are at to go after uh, who they've got. The 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 Nets are going to start to have people. Jared Allen's going to have is going to be extension eligible. And I'm not saying you don't do it because of Jared Allen, but like there is a timetable that these teams start to get squeezed a little bit, and it becomes harder and harder to make that available. On top of that, Boston then has a situation where hopefully, unlike this past year, they have a successful year and they have something to sell both of those guys on. Uh, again, my belief is. Kyrie was not the bad apple in 2018. He was a fine player, a great player. Someone was hurt, who was battling with something. You're teeing up Did the outtakes, well. baby. You're teeing up the outtakes. Final, final thoughts on Kyrie. I mean, speedy delivery, speedy delivery. This is a fast one. We're going to keep this show kind of at the 30 minute mark. So final thoughts on the Kyrie tip there before we wrap and, and go into the outtakes. The weird stuff on IG, uh, on the Instagram today about Mother Teresa quotes. Uh, he's dropping, he's dropping hints already about where he's going. I believe. And I, I still think there's a chance he comes back, especially if they do the AD deal. I really do. I, I think I'm probably the 2% club that actually believe that's going to happen, but I really don't think he's gone, even though everybody has been telling me that he is. And if it well, does happen, um, it's going to be really interesting between now and training camp how all of this Rich Paul, Kyrie Irving, and all this stuff comes together in a very uh, lazy, uh, breezy, easy uh, Boston media market. I'm sure it will go over fine. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I won't be disappointed if Kyrie leaves and we don't get AD, so... I'm along for the ride. We'll see what happens. But that's going to do it for this week's show. As a reminder, the broadcast will be available on demand on the CLNS Media Mobile app. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CSL underscore Justin and at CSL underscore Duke. Heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in. And remember that you can help support the show by subscribing to Celtics Stuff Live on iTunes and Stitcher. <laughs> We'd love it if you gave us a rating and a review because your feedback is important to the show. For staff writer, Samuel Elias. Sammy. Executive producer Larry H. Russell, the founder of CLNS Media, Nick Jelson, and my co-host Tom Duke. I'm Justin Poole, and thank you for listening to this week's edition of Celtic Stuff Live. Celtic Stuff Live. Micro machines. <laughs> Speedy delivery. Speedy, Speedy delivery. delivery. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> A lot of old school references that not many people are going to get there. That's okay. why we're the old guys. Of the, we're the OGs of the, of the podcasting set. So that's just Tatum's, how that goes. Tatum's interview with Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon. Ah, that's great. <laughs> Goodman. Uh, car driver, here's Jeff what's Goodman. crazy. So just as a total, now we're off the rails. Yeah, Jeff Gordon was a NASCAR guy, but there's also – um, another sales rep who's in a professional networking group in Philly that I work, and his name is Jeff Gordon. So this is uh this is an honest mistake. Like I know a Jeff Gordon who, and if you didn't know, there's also a Jeff Gordon wine. So th- it's all over the place. But anyway, wow. Jeff Goodman has the interview with Tatum and basically says, and you want to talk about the culture thing, and you talked about Kyrie. 
He basically says there's no animosity. Everybody got along. And for some reason, they just couldn't get it together on the court. Even when they watched it in the film room, wait, what's going on? Why is this happening? But they couldn't figure it out. Not just a chemistry issue. They didn't get a lot of practice time either. And they definitely were trying to integrate. I'm going to go back to something that Ryan Bernadoni said about the rehabbing of Hayward and that maybe they should have brought him on a little bit slower because they kind of spent a lot of their practice time working on a rotation they didn't really utilize for much of the season. And there may be a point there as well, not just Hayward trying to fight his way back, but the fact that once they got into the throes of the season, they couldn't get together. They really didn't have a lot of opportunity to work that through. Yeah. I, as I've said it a hundred times, this has been, this whole thing was like the worst of all possible scenarios, you know? And the fact that it's interesting that like, I've heard a lot of the guys say Baines has said it, you know, uh, smart said it, uh, Tatum said it. They're all good guys. They all get along. Like, it's not like, like, Oh yeah, that guy's a real jerk, you know, jackhole, you know, like they're not like, then they would say they would leave that out if, if that was the problem. You know what I mean? Like they would cover for their guys. Yeah, they wouldn't say. Marcus you know, Smart said it too. I mean, yeah, it, there is yeah. there even from the younger players where there supposedly was the budding issue. There seems to be synchronicity in the story that mm-hmm. hey, we didn't hate each other. We just didn't get a get it right on the court. Yeah, so bizarre. So bizarre. I, I think it's if, if you go back, like if we go back and look at this in twenty years, everyone's going to look back and say, "What the heck happened with that group?" It's just you look at the names, you look at the you know the pedigree before. It just doesn't make sense. The only one that makes somewhat some sense. Is, It'll is only Hayward. get worse if Brown and Hayward. I mean Brown and Tatum continue to get better and better because the, the people are going to start looking at that through a lens of these two players who have become even better than they were during that stretch and say the same thing, but with even more emphasis, what the heck could have happened there? Yeah. It's, it's puzzling. It's, it's mind boggling, but you know, you have to take those lessons for what happened. Right. And then kind of again, shift and be like, okay, well now what do we do? How do we fix this moving forward? And, you know, I, I just, I continue to believe that, Kyrie's a weird guy. Kyrie can't be your best player. Kyrie can't set the tone for your team single-handedly, but but collectively, he just can't be the leader. He can't right. be the leader in the locker room right. the way that KG was. And I guess exactly. there's a conversation not that we're KG. not. He's not KG, but he can't even perform that role in a different way. And I think right. we kind of thought when we got Horford that he would be that uh, silent version of that, and yet he's not it either. These are all great locker room. Horford's a great locker room guy. I have no idea if Kyrie is or isn't, but nobody on this team is truly the leader. Marcus Smart's probably the closest and probably will be in three or four more years, no matter where he's playing, will probably be that KG style kind of guy. But at the end of the day, I'm not sure Anthony Davis is that guy either. And so whoever they look for in the off season, they have got to find one of those dudes. I, I, and Yeah. I was just when I did the show with Nick Gelso last Thursday, and that was the point. He's like, "What happened to the old Celtics of old?" And I think we have to say is there are no more Celtics of old, 
right? It, that's finding the guys who have that. There's just old Celtics. <laughs> right. They're retired just, and they're old, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, okay. it's just not there, man. You know, so you're right. You got to find those guys. It's, is, can they get PJ Tucker from Houston? Can they, they need those glue guys. They really do. And I think by, no, no, I'm not trying to throw stones at Terry Rozier. I'm not trying to throw stones at, at, at Tatum. I'm, I'm really not. I'm just saying, you know, when you bring in a guy like, PJ Tucker, who knows what his role, knows what he has to do. It just fits better. And I think that they just didn't have any of those guys this year. Baines is really the only one that I thought really did that well. Um, you know, Mook, I have issues with the way he plays and, you know, Smarf, I think was fitting into that, but he's, I think more than just that. So anyway, it, if you clean out the roster, you sign some some players to be, uh, you know, role players to fill out your bench, you aren't as deep as you w- could be, but I think you're still going to be pretty competitive when you have Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, and and Horford, and Hayward, and whoever the hell else. I mean, I, it, we're going to know a whole lot more a week from now. I think this deal with AD goes down well before the draft. When we do our next show, Justin. I think we're going to know whether or not this deal is happening. And then we can really focus on whether there's picks. There's no picks. Okay. Super picks. Is Kyrie right. happening? We'll find out. We'll see. That's going to do it for this week. We're going to close on this. You know how the Celtics are old? The old Celtics are old? <laughs> First off, they're the same age as us. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, Paul Pierce just came out with a brand of CBD oil for those old man ailments. So there you, there you go. go. That's That's how you know they're old. <laughs> it's very true. Out. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. How do we forget? You're welcome. (laughs) We didn't because I didn't stop recording. Oh, there you go. Good stuff.